you're listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. For more information and to support the show, head to wespeakcommon.com. This week, we're talking about player character death. How do you successfully end the life of your player characters and have them enjoy it? Welcome to We Speak Common. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the D&D podcast for everyone because here we speak common. This is the show brought to you in partnership with The Dice Dungeon, your one-stop shop for all things D&D related, whether it's wonderful premium Dungeons and Dragons dice sets or the books that you need to run and play the game of D&D. They've got loads of other stuff like dice tra- uh, trays, rolling mats, and and more and more and more. Their collection continues to grow. If you'd like to go and check out what they've got going on, you can use the link in the description below. And if you do fill your basket with some wonderful splendor, then use the code WESPEAKCOMMON at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire order. We're into 2023 now. We're into January, the blandest, worst month of it all. We're all trying to save money. We're all wanting to go and do things, but we can't because, you know, we're trying to save money and we just had Christmas and we're all back at work. And <laughs> Treat yourself. Give yourself a little, give yourself a little January glow, a little bit of sunlight before it starts rising early in the mornings with a nice new set of dice. We're also brought to you in partnership with Describe, spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B, com on the end, and that is their website. They've got professional creative writers doing the good Lord's work, the hardest part of D&D, describing places, monsters, scenes, spells, uh, writing songs that you can sing at your table with your players if you like. Yes, I have done it. I highly recommend. Go and have a look at their website. There's a link below. Have a look at the Box text that is crafted just like any box text in all of your favorite adventures, but available to be used in pretty much any game, whether you're adding on to a module or completely homebrewing. There's about 500 scenes there for you to use for free right now. And if you want to subscribe to get access to over 9,000 scenes, yes, 9,000 scenes and growing, and that includes stuff you can use as a player, then you could subscribe using the code common. You'll get 10% off every month for the first two years that that subscription is active. That's described, D-S-C-R-Y-B.com. As ever, we'll talk about our wonderful partners at some point during this episode, but right now, it's the second episode of 2023, and today I am joined by the one and only David. Hello, Dave. Hi, Ben. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I feel like this week is dragging. Mm, we were just saying that before, weren't we? Yeah. It, it, it really, and I hate when people say, I hate these cliches. I hate the new year, new me. I hate, oh, blue Monday, longest January ever. And, and all of that. I hate that stuff. Yeah. But this first week back is a four day week for us here in the UK. Yeah. And it feels like it's 65 days long. At least it's Friday tomorrow. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Because yeah. my brain doesn't know what day it is. I got off day on Friday as well. So. I I hate you so much. Right now. <laughs> God, that's disgusting behaviour. Yes, it is. See, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, but it's, uh, it's January. It's January. It's, it's January. <laughs> the only thing that's pulling me through is D and D right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the the best way I can socialise without spending any money. Because we all do it from home. That so. is true. That uh, is we true. had a session yesterday. Yesterday. You know, I played a session yesterday. How did you find it? Did you enjoy it? Very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Thank you, um, thank you. I am the comic relief for the party, so I enjoy doing that. Which is a weird role for you to be in. <laughs> I've never seen you in that role before. Yeah. I don't hate it. I, I'm no, enjoying good. it. I'm glad. Um, yeah, we found out the enemies were on the roof, and then you just they... kept, kept telling us. Mm, my character um, isn't smart, so, you know. No, no, he isn't the smart. You're right. No, he is the wise-ish, <laughs> but not the smart. Um, yeah, yeah, um, that's a pretty good yeah. representation of Vaughn, to be fair. <laughs> Quite scary, but uh, also very, very harmless. Ish. Ish. <laughs> but yeah, D&D is the thing that's pulling me through right now. Um, yeah. And I think that's going to be the case for uh, at least until my birthday. In February, I think a lot so. of people are feeling that right now. So, yeah. 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 And hey, we get extra indie because we get to talk about it. Actually, yeah, speaking it of which, uh, yes, not yesterday's, sorry. Last week's episode with Ray, yes. the first episode of the year. And um, the what we want from D and D five e. Yes, you pointed something out. To me. <laughs> that, that in turn was pointed out to you by someone else who'd also yes. listened to the episode. Yeah, and it blew your mind, and it's blown my mind. But I am quite happy. Uh, is that Ray and I? If you haven't listened to the episode yet, in talking about what we want and what we expect from the final year of five e, we talked about what books we think will come out this year. Yes, and I made some. I made some what would you call them? Some like calls. They said like, oh, we'll get this, this. We'll probably get this. We'll probably get this. And uh, Chris, who helps mod the server, reminded you, and now you've reminded me, that (laughs) Watsy actually put out a release schedule and told us the titles of all the books we're getting this year ages ago. Yeah. And we've all just forgotten about it. (laughs) Um, However... It does look like I might have off the, like remembered and got it right. I was pretty accurate. Yeah, so uh, winter, so sometime now before spring, we'll be getting a book called Keys from the Golden Vault, which is a book of short adventures revolving around heists. Mm-hmm. So there's, fun. there's the anthology that I called out. Yeah. Then that's uh, February 21st, so it's right before my birthday. Then Bigby presents Glory of the Giants in spring. Mm-hmm. which is uh, a it's companion like, to last yeah. year's Fisben's Treasury of Dragons, but yeah. focused on giants. Very excited for that one, because I'm hoping to have more giant subclasses in it. That's a strange... That feels like a strange monster for them to focus on, but... We'll really? Do, yeah. Really? Gi- it's a bit random. Giants are a big thing. They have a lot of lore, Ben. They are a big thing. Yeah, and the lore. Full of lore. They are full of lore. Yeah, but it feels like a random... Like, it, we did giants... Ages ago, at the start of 5e, why are we now getting a book of giants? Oh, yeah. But the, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Move on from that. That uh, was an adventure, the, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> in the summer, we get the Fandelva campaign, which obviously isn't the title, uh, but as it says on the tin, it's a campaign, and it apparently expands the classic Lost Mine of Fandelva into a full campaign tingled with cosmic horror. Um, Ooh, I didn't know that bit. We'll see how that goes. And then uh, there's two more books at the end of the year in quarter four, which I suppose is winter again. (laughs) Oh, fall. They're saying fall. So we get the... the, Yeah, sorry, I'm reading their their (laughs) American. I'm reading their thing. Uh, Autumn is correct. Thank you. I'm sorry. How dare you? (laughs) I'll say my Hail Marys later. Um, The Book of Many Things, which... I mean, I said we'd probably get a book full of all the, all the rules they haven't released. What did you call it? What does it say here? I don't know what I called it. <laughs> it was what, something funny. <laughs> what it says here is, uh, was teased in the Unearthed Arcana post ahead of its actual announcement, as well as exploring plenty of play options like 
uh, linked to D&D planes. More on that shortly. The playtests introduced a collection of 5e spells tied to the deck of many things. They've later confirmed these magical tarot-like cards will be joined by the Book of Many Things in the summer of 2023. Uh, this will be a collection of creatures, locations, and other goodies that are connected to the mysterious deck of many things so great it's just a book for them to give us more rules bit random but sure yeah and then we're getting the 5e version which they're probably going to destroy of planescape yeah um fans can expect explore sigil the city of doors <laughs> with a setting guide a beastry and adventure in one package so i expect we'll get a similar package to uh the spell jam yeah yep um, so there you go. That's what we're getting. That's all we're getting. That's all we're getting. That's I actually, I'm actually quite annoyed that I now did a whole episode on what do we want and what do we expect when we fucking know. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I was like, I'm, oh, uh, I'm an idiot, but oh it's well. fine. It was a good episode, though. I hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> well, if you're now if you're now listening to this and going, why would I listen to that episode? Go and listen to it. Uh, to you should do it's it. Good episode. You should have listened to it already. It's too yeah. late. At this yeah, point. But, <laughs> it's never too late. You can always go back and listen. You can always get. You can always bump up my lovely little listen numbers. Thank Press you. Press play and leave it if you if you already listened to it. Just keep yeah. going. Just keep going back. Just keep going back. And if you've got loads of different accounts and all those different platforms yeah. for podcasts, just go and rate five stars every time. Genuinely, I never talk about this. I and I, I hate. I hate when people do this, but it is important. If you haven't rated the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, it does genuinely make a difference. It really honestly does. Don't ask me how. It's a computer thing. There's algorithms. Algorithms. Puts you on on like (laughs) the rankings and all that kind of glorified stuff. Just go and just do it. It takes two seconds, please, if you like the show. Um, And sure. Really appreciate it. Anyway, so that's what we're getting. So there you go. There's the recap of um, Mm -hmm. last year. And I'm going to immediately... Uh, message Ray after this and say we're idiots <laughs> yeah. we're idiots yeah. Ray's gonna be like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh, it's too late to edit it now it's gone out as well it is so. it's too late it's um, too late but anyway so there's a recap uh, that's not what we're talking about today though no um right uh, Ray um I think is 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 gonna be jealous of you if you big on this episode <laughs> I think I think he wants to talk about this topic I think uh James would probably enjoy this one too so consider yeah. yourself honored because today we're talking Thanks. about killing our player characters uh and making their players say thank you for it mm-hmm. which is the key bit um I want to start off by saying that from this point forward in this episode if at mm-hmm. any point we refer to killing our players we mean <laughs> killing their characters, the yes. player characters. If this ever comes up as evidence in a court of law, it, it just means killing their player characters. It, it wasn't me. Bended it. I didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't see me. <laughs> that's not my phylactery. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Dave, yes. how much experience? How much of a murderer are you? How much experience are you having killing so, player characters? If you ask my players, they'd probably exaggerate it a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Play, players are melodramatic. Yes. Uh, I think I've killed around, like, reasonably permanently killed around five player characters. That's pretty good. That's pretty good numbers. Yeah. That's pretty good numbers. Permanently killed. Uh, permanently about three, I would say. Okay. So for me, currently speaking... As of the day we are recording, mm-hmm. the 5th of January. Yeah. Um, I think I have permanently killed around about 
seven. Okay, you've been at this a lot longer than me. <laughs> um, I've been playing for just over a decade. So yeah. Um, yeah, but that's not even a that's not even a character a year. No. So that that's like doesn't. Doesn't feel like a lot. And yeah, well, you say good going. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the, I think it depends on the games you run. That's true. I mean, if we, if we, I mean, we've been playing Tomb of Annihilation for like three years now. If we, yeah. if I hadn't killed us, if I hadn't killed a single player character at this point, I'd be worried. I'd be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How many of those deaths have been in TOA? Okay. So we've had Nevin. Yeah. Alec. Yeah. Uh, who else have we killed? Uh, uh, Braylar, Braylar as well, right? Braylar. Yeah. Um, Ronan didn't die. No. Ronan he may die soon, though. Die. Oh, he will. Die. <laughs> He's not a player character anymore, though, so it's no, fine. that's fair. So at least four of them. So the majority have been in one campaign. Yeah, but that campaign Which, is... Which, me, that's what I mean. It means you're doing it right, because that campaign is intended to be deadly. Like, I didn't kill any in Dragonized. That's good going. Because that's, so, that's a low-level campaign as well. Uh, and there are some ropey well, bits in it. It is a low-level, but we played five played to, five to yeah. nine, so, or five to eight, or something like that. So Yeah. The Mind um, Flare encounter in that bit is savage. Yeah, except my players completely cheesed it, polymorphed oh. him into a worm, took him up 500 feet, and dropped him from the sky. Oh! So, nice. Yeah, fair. Um, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't really want to talk about that. Um, okay. Yes. Let's move some, on. That's um, <laughs> a bad memory. That, that I kind of. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't. Don't do that to your players. Don't do that to your DMs. Just don't. Just I've don't done do something that. similar to with a giant worm. <laughs> yeah. In the, uh, yeah. We turned into a frog and kept dropping it. Which was you fun. did it multiple times. Oh yeah. We we were. I was a wizard, and then we had a sorcerer. And we just, like, kept comboing him. I had fly, I'd just take him up really high, and then drop him, the sauce would polymorph again, and I'd do the same. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, we all that people. My opinion of you uh, has changed. <laughs> Welcome to Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Um, <laughs> How did you have enough room in Undermountain to drop the, him the, from the layers are huge, mate. Yeah. And some true. of those holes there as well that the worm had dug itself. Mm. So... It's your own doing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, just, I don't think that's how it works. But okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we've we've killed plenty of people. Yeah. I would like to think that every single player who has had a character die in one of my campaigns <laughs> has enjoyed it. Now, now, hang on. I say enjoyed it. I don't mm-hmm. mean like step on me, daddy. I mean like <laughs> like. Obviously, it was bad. Yeah. It was sad. They yeah. were dead. Yeah. But, but looking back on it, they're like, oh, no, it was a good death. And at least I, yeah. you know, went out with a bang or, or whatever. Yeah. Do you feel that way about your players? <sighs> yes and no. Oh, okay. Who's the no? So I think, think well, Carney has endured probably the most deaths. He's probably been my longest player character, though. I've mm-hmm. had in a lot of different games. Um, and we have a running joke that I kill his characters off a lot uh, and it's just accidental it just happens uh, but it just happens to be him um, oh I've just remembered another one. Oh god okay <laughs> it wasn't his though they're, um, they're all coming flashing back at this point I know um, but he, he doesn't really get attached to characters that quickly it takes him a while to do so yeah um, 
there was an encounter that I ran for the first session where I accidentally made a very powerful monster homebrewed. Yeah. Without realizing a mm-hmm. ability that I put in there. Now, we took ages building this character together. And in Eberron, if you die, it's not all happy sunshine. Nope. It's a bad it's a very, very bad thing that happens to you. Your soul gets thrown into a pit of despair, basically. There's no happy gods, there's no heaven. It's it's sad times all around. So just like real life then. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, except worse because it's like actual pit of eternity and you soul is just there. That uh, sounds just like real life to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um so I made this character and then this monster and then he was fighting it. He was probably tanking most of the damage he was a fighter. Um, I dropped him to zero hit points. Then I went, oh, they consume your body. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had a few deaths like that where yeah. and I, we're kind of being a bit... Um, uh, what's the word? We're just talking stories at the moment, but we'll get yeah. into the tips and tricks from these Definitely. in a bit because there are some key ones, especially in the one I'm about to tell you. Uh, yep. We we had a scenario. I remember. I don't think I was DMing. Someone else. I think James was DMing. Yeah, and we all forgot how mummy rot works. Yes, it's brutal. Mummy lords, if they hit you, I, I can't. I'm not looking at the stat block, so this is going to be slightly wrong. But yeah, I know Ben getting something wrong. Oh my god. Um. You you get hit, you get affected by mummy rot, and yep. it lowers your max HP by the amount of damage you take, yes. and you cannot regain hit points. Correct. While and you if have you the drop to zero, cuts. yep, <laughs> yeah. that's it. You can't you can't regain hit points. So you just t- you just wither and turn to dust, basically. Do, do you not turn into a mummy? Am I not? No, I don't think so. Oh, I well, that's boring. <laughs> I don't think so. I may be wrong. I don't know. I've not looked at mummy stat block in a long time. No, neither have I. But um, not since uh, not since about midway through last year. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you do. So that's a fun one. That's happened a few times in campaigns that I've been in. Do you know what? I've never had a character die. I nearly killed you. You nearly killed me. Yeah. In what? The game I ran for you the other day. Oh no! I was yeah, fine. Nah, I was fine. I had like nah. I had like fourteen hit points. Yeah. <laughs> I was fine. I would have been fine. Um, and actually, that's funny. You bring that up. I, 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 so this was a mini mini campaign, a mini like three yes. session campaign you're running. And I joined for, for the end for like the big fight, which was fun. Yes. And whenever I do a one shot or whenever I guest in a game, unless, unless I've been asked to do a very specific thing, like Sam sometimes has me guests as important yeah. characters. So I've been in Sam's game as Morden Kanan before. Mm-hmm. So unless it's something like that, my goal with my characters is to die heroically. That's always my goal because yeah. I don't want my actual, like if Clath were to die, I'd cry for upset. about five yeah. weeks. I just, I couldn't do it. Did I um, it? Yeah. <clears throat> although it'd probably be better for the world, but I'd still be sad. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, <laughs> so when I play these random one of characters, I'm like, okay, here's this, this is my chance to go out with, go out swinging. And I always say, if my character's going to die, I want to go out like sacrificing myself or doing something yeah. heroic. And it doesn't always work that way. But um, yeah, so I've never had a, I've never had a player character die, and every time I try, it doesn't happen. I'll tell you what, Ben, I'll treat you to that at some point. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'd no like worries. you to. I'd like you to. Oh, really, <laughs> really, really emotionally mm. kill me. Well, we need to do like a a medium sized adventure or something with you having a character. Give it look. some emotional connection. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and that is a good point. You should have your characters 
your player characters need to have emotion to that character. I think. Oh, are we are we going well. into the tips now? We're going into the tips right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dave, you're pulling the strings this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, character death is okay. I think the the first thing to say is that character death, no matter what, is is a bit shit because if it's yeah. not satisfying, which it not always is. No, it's very. It difficult. definitely always is disappointing. Yeah. The, it's there's, sad. There's regardless. no choice about it. You're, yeah, you always feel shit afterwards. Yeah. Um, you've always probably got the blame either on something you did or something someone else did or maybe the yeah. DM and that's fine. We'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, there's there's something I wanted, uh, an experience I had with a player I want to talk about. Um, so you've always got that little bit of like bad vibe. Yeah. Sometimes there's good vibe too, but always there's bad vibe. So yeah. That's the first thing to think about. Know that mm-hmm. going in, if there's potential for death, and there, there always should be in D&D, there's potential for character disappointment. Correct. Player disappointment, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so emotional connection to characters. Yeah. Yeah. To have them lose a character and love it, and this sounds counterintuitive. Yeah, it does. They have to really love their character. Yes. And be really sad that they've died. Yeah. To have that impact that you want out of this, they need that. Yeah. And it's it's not even just like impact in story or impact as in shock and like, oh my God, but impact as in this character will stay with them forever. Yeah. And that's being backboned and cemented by the fact <clears throat> that they went out in a meaningful way, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I mean... I- so sorry i'm just gonna kind of like go back on everything i've just said but oh go on there are two kind of things where so in my mind anyway and what i've learned from running is there are two ways you can have players enjoy character death mm-hmm. the first one and it's the simplest one is like one shot characters blah 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 run an incredible encounter and then just you know what the, the especially if the players never experienced character death it's a good intro to it. It's yeah. like when a kid has a pet and it dies. Like that's it's the same thing. Like, yeah, the first pet you get is a goldfish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do an amazing thing and then like do a little build up to it where they like they kind of like swing the sword around and then plunge it into you. And mm-hmm. the player's like, What? Yeah, I'm like, they stab you, they are wanting to kill you. Mm-hmm. It's like the shock and they you can see like there's a smile on their face at the same time because it's like oh my god this this can happen yeah i think that that like so in it comes down to how you run combat i think yeah but for me i always describe like swings of swords but it's, yeah. it's more martial combat and like yeah. arrows and things than yes. um uh than like spells and stuff because yeah, spells yeah. can't be non-lethal right so yes when someone's swinging a sword at you and I'm describing that as the DM, mm-hmm. if they don't hit, I describe as it, I describe it as um, like bouncing off the shield or yeah. bouncing off the armor. It still makes contact. It still yeah. bruises you. It still hurts. And sometimes yeah. when you take damage, uh, they miss, right? Mm-hmm. You can just dodge out of the way. Yeah. Hit points for me don't mean blood has been drawn because no. 
it's kind of the D&D equivalent of like a video game where uh, an enemy takes two clips of a gun to go down and die, yeah, right? yeah. which exactly. doesn't make any sense. One bullet would do it. So in this, in D&D, it's like, well, one, that sword's going to stab through my kidney. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably going to bleed out and die probably, now. Probably going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So when I get to those final moments, that's when I'm like, the sword goes in, you feel it push yeah. through your skin, you know, and yeah. you, you get into the, the description of it then. Yeah. Um, and you can be quite, I mean, to, Depends on the players, but you can be quite gruesome with it. Oh, um, yeah. You New want it to be shocking. With me, I think. Yeah, but I love that. And this is the thing. Yeah, me too. I love that as a player because when things start going bad, mm-hmm. the shock hits me and I get excited. The and adrenaline I'm terrified. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pure adrenaline. I'm like, ah! And yeah, I'm, and I'm so laughing good. and I'm screaming and I'm like, yeah. no! And that's... Yeah. that's the, that's the best bit. 100. That's what because I live for as a player is those if moments. You, yeah. If you come out of the other side of that, you're like, oh, phew, yeah. oh my God. But if you don't, then you've got that, that high and yeah. that, oh my God, it was a fight and oh my yeah. God, it was powerful. Exactly. Um, you said there were two ways. What's the second way? So the second way is what we were speaking about. The emotional value to it. Yeah. So that side of things and I've seen, I don't know how you feel about these, Dave, but I don't particularly, I was going to say I don't particularly like them. I'm not sure if that's the case. I'm just not mm-hmm. a massive fan. I've seen people add things to D&D where they home rule things where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, if you are if you go down, you're in death saves, you, you're not unconscious and you can still talk. Yeah, um, I'm not into so that. So that you can have yeah. a final moment. Or, oh, if you're going to die and you're definitely going to die, I'll let you have a final action to go out blaze glory. And so I'm I like, have done that before, only because if it, it would have been really unsatisfying mm. if they didn't do it. And I knew it. So that was one of the deaths was basically this. <clears throat> they, they were against something that was going to like, just, I said, this thing is going to kill you. At the start of the combat, I was like, this thing wants to kill you. It's yeah. just a mindless beast and it's going to attack you till it devours you or whatever. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went through. <laughs> yeah, and I said, yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, when they continued through the combat, and it got to a point where they were on, like, low health. And I went, mm. next turn, if it gets you, it's going to get you. Mm. And I was like, what do you do? Like, think about now, what are you going to do in that last moment? Mm. Okay. So it's more like a sacrifice thing. So for uh, me, I, I feel like the way things play out in the session define how I'm going to handle the death. Yeah. So... In, um, in Tomb of Annihilation, mm-hmm. there, when death happens, everyone's like, it's brutal. Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's final. It's final. Yeah. There's nothing we can do here. Yeah. So when someone goes down and they, uh, if they're in a position where no one's putting themselves, what I'm trying to say, it's, it's hard to describe. No, mm-hmm. no one's going to put themselves in a position where they're going to sacrifice themselves because no. they know that that's final unless yeah. they really have to, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone gets into a bad position, that adrenaline's kicking in and everyone's freaking out anyway. Yeah. So when someone goes down and they're on their death saves and things are looking bad, I start to then layer on the, the emotion. Mm-hmm. They'll look um, to it. For the pure moment of like when they do their final death save and it's a no, that's when the emotional music kicks in. That's when I then describe their death. And 
for the players who are alive, it's their body goes limp. Mm-hmm. You can't see their chest rising and falling or yeah. they're still lying on the floor. They've been lying still for too long. You don't know. And it's that uncertainty. And my players, God bless them, will role play the fact that their players don't know that they've died. They're like, if they're unconscious, it's fine. We'll help them. We'll get to them. We've just got to finish what we're doing. Yeah. And it's great. Which is amazing. For the dead player, for the dead player character and their player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for Tim Annihilation, I've done uh, these little moments where if you die, you get yeah. a little, you get a little plot piece. So Tim Annihilation, the death curse, all the souls being sucked up by the soulmonger. Yeah. They see that. So they, mm-hmm. they see their soul being claimed and being taken away and they see the inside of the soulmonger. Yeah. Um, and over the, the three years, more and more of that image has been slowly revealed. Mm-hmm. So you still kind of get something from dying, but yeah. it's all about the emotion in those deaths. Yeah. Whereas if it wasn't, weren't Tomb of Annihilation, we were playing something else and they were in a big fight and they were in a big position and they were, I don't know, maybe they're fighting a dragon and, you know, it's going to like p- maybe breathe fire on them or something. I don't know. And they do something heroic Mm-hmm. Then it's all about that. And then yeah. the death I would describe as, you know, the swing of the sword, the breathing of the fire, the, the, the fact that you see them standing proudly and then the flame engulfs them and they're gone. Yeah. And I do it that way because they've set up the fact yeah. that it's going to be heroic. That's a really, that was a really, that was really long winded. I'm sorry. Did that make no, sense? No, that, that made sense. Yeah. Made sense. Um, I, I've just remembered another one. <laughs> it's oh, adding God. up. They're adding up. So, the one I remembered earlier was a mini like intro arc for one of my plays for Ali's character in my um, one of my Sean games, um, and Sam was a guest in it, and he played her brother. Mm-hmm. And now in my other game that you played in, the Eberron Perrin, yeah, um, we had a lot of backstory to me and Sam worked together on that, um, and I put a little bit a little clip of that because the game that Ali plays in is in the past compared to this one it's like two years prior um and I put a clip in there for Sam mm-hmm. and like a very emotional scene mm-hmm. where his mother leaves to go on this mission and it's the last time they see each other prior to Sam's character hearing about it later on right um and presumes dead after this point um so I built this emotional thing up and Ali's part of that game and she knows all that stuff as well. And then we carried on as normal. Nothing was happening. And no one had any idea this playtest was coming. This is something I planned with Sam. Sam knew the death was happening, but he didn't know when. Right. Um, so they go outside and at the start of this, Ali's character was given a brooch by her father just as a present saying, well done for something, blah, blah, blah. Um, the brooch was a brooch of shielding. Mm. so Sam's character gets really drunk goes outside um, Ali follows them outside and a mage that Ali wrote a story about because she's a reporter mm. attacks her with magic missile mm. the missiles shoot out towards her and her brother the brooch protects her and kills her brother right yeah oh god okay yeah, yeah. It, it was a brutal because everyone was already like spiked emotionally because of the prior scene yeah it was everyone was like oh my god yeah. like oh my god <laughs> but, but so Sam as the player character that died knew that that was coming yeah and he was still like in shock so I've got a 
a story kind of similar to that um yeah. where i had a player character who knew they were going to die because they wanted yeah. to mm-hmm. um they wanted to change the character and this was in our curse of Strahd game um mm-hmm. wes was playing a rogue and wanted mm-hmm. to change class but liked his character yeah. and i was like okay let's let's do something creative with the story yeah and in barovia and Ravenloft, the souls get absorbed into the mist and they can Correct. be reincarnated. Yeah. So I said to him, look, we could, um, if you die, we could, and the guys bring you back to life and they resurrect you. Yeah. They could resurrect you with another soul inside you, which yeah. would explain the new abilities. And he went, that's cool. Love it. I'll multi-class instead. And I'll come back as a oh. multi-class. So, uh, keeping his class, cutting the levels in half, yeah. putting on the that levels of this new class. And I created this NPC that was then, you know, part of him and in his mind. Um, that was very fun. Which then gave him more connections to Barovia. Uh, mm-hmm. And that death, I said, to, I said to him, I was like, look, I don't know when it's going to come. Like, we'll find we'll, the perfect thing. We'll, the yeah, thing we'll the final moment. Yeah. We'll have a code word. And I can't remember. I like to say it was black bananas or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> And I remember us sitting around the table and I was like, and Strahd was coming after them and they were yeah. at the gates to one of the cities, the one that has the um, big uh, shrine where the really religious guys, I forget the name. Um, okay. Yeah. The abbot. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember, I, like, I, I don't know, I must have been like, okay, we're just going to take a, um, take a five minute break, go for a wee. I'm going to go get a banana. And Wes yeah, looked at yeah, me yeah. and just like nodded. And I was like, okay. Here we, go, here we go here we go we're in this I, now i remember he like he like f- sacrificed himself in the sense that he stood up to strad so the other two play three players could run nice. yeah. and strad just picked him up and yeah pummeled into that broke place. his neck yeah um, and it was brutal it was really yeah. you know and everyone was like oh my god and no one knew it was coming but because yeah. it was i think i've talked about this before but yeah, because yeah, it was um uh, because no one else knew about it and it felt it's, so authentic yeah. And only Wes and I knew, like, it was this amazing moment I mean, for the character. I mean, it almost was authentic because, you, yes, you planned it. However, you created that moment naturally, organically. Mm. Like, it wasn't just like, I'm, this is exactly what I'm going to do and this is what you've got to do. And you've got to say these words. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah, if you're ever going to, I mean, this isn't really where I thought the episode would go, but if you're ever going to plan <laughs> a death, don't plan it to that much detail. Yes. You know? Let um, it happen organically, definitely. Yeah, if a player come if a player ever comes to me and says I need to, I want to change something about my character. Yeah. Whether it's I just want to change my subclass or I don't like my character or I want to retire them yeah. or you know anything like that. Those are two very different extremes, right? One's very yeah. shallow, the other one's very deep in story. Yes. I always say to them, "Okay, well let's let's find a story reason. Mm-hmm. Let's make it count and matter." Yeah. Can you wait? And we'll find that moment and, yeah. um, and we'll work out together. Like, let's not rush into it. Like, usually it's right before a session. Someone says, I want to change my character. And I go, okay, yeah. worst possible <laughs> time to, to do that right now. Yeah. Can you wait? Um, yeah. It's always better for it. I mean, you're in my Tomb of Annihilation game. Yeah. He's running two characters right now. Yeah, he, he is. Needs to, he needs to pick one. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've given him a deadline. I've said, yeah, yeah. you need to pick one by the time you enter the Tomb of the Nine Gods. And yeah. he knows what he's going for. I know what he's going for. Yeah. We don't quite know how no it's going to happen, but we know. I mean, it could happen any point anyway. So, hey, <laughs> Osley could die. Yeah, <clears throat> which is very, oh. very oh. fitting for this. Interesting. Episode. 
Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> he, he does. He actually does have a plot line to go off and follow. So hopefully he won't Good. die. But okay, I hope so. That yeah. would be sad. <laughs> yeah, it would be sad. Um, but yeah, so if you're ever gonna plan something like that, just don't plan it to the minute detail. Yeah. Um, but getting back on track and getting back to the tips for we making, are, sorry. making yes. death. No, it's okay. I do it too. Get making death important. Um, we should talk about death saves. Yes. Because obviously characters dying, there's a good chance it's because uh, the player has rolled bad death saves. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, there's not much you can do. Not much you can do about that. No. There's the dice fall where they may. Um, and there is no like good feeling from seeing like a one come up on a death save and get two failures and that be how you die or just not roll higher than a 10. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, the only thing you could do is maybe buy some dice from the dice dungeon because they are not guaranteed to stop you from rolling poor death saves, but they do look good when you do it. They do. If you head over to the description of this episode, stop shaking your head, Dave. If you head over to the episode (laughs) description, you'll find a link to the Dice Dungeon. And the set of dice that I called out last week, they're still available. I have them. They're really... Have you you seen... You were there when I got them. I was there. I witnessed Um, it. I picked them up at uh, DragonCon. Was it DragonCon? Dragon 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 Meat. Meat. Thank you. I always want to put con at the end of any convention. Yeah, I know. Um, They are gorgeous. Actually, I'm going to get them up in front of me now so I can really, really describe them. To you. So what you're doing is you're getting a picture when you own them. Is that what you're telling me? Because they're over on my desk <laughs> at the other side of my room, and I don't want to <laughs> get up and walk away from the microphone. You say that, but you did that last time. So. Exactly, and I'm <laughs> my lesson, Dave. Right. <laughs> I'm never going to leave you with the with the poor listeners ever I, again. Yeah, I don't blame you. Describing it-based creatures. Uh, yeah, they are called Cage of Chaos, and I describe them as the Spelljammer dice. They're this gold hollow metal dice set, but the numbers have this beautiful rainbow colour that shines off them. They're metal, but they're lightweight, and I love that. They're so nice, and they roll really well. Dave knows he took... Uh, I need to get some. He took like took many points of damage last night. Yeah, I did. Um, they're really good. They're not even... The most expensive dice on the Dice Dungeon. No, they're so well-priced. And I don't want to say this, Dice Dungeon. Don't raise the price because I'm saying this, but they are very nice for the price. (laughs) I need need to get some. (laughs) Go and check them out, DiceDungeon.com. There's obviously books. There's acrylic dice, metal dice, resin dice. There's uh, accessories like dice rolling trays and all that good stuff. Go and have a look at Cage of Chaos. They are my favourite set on the Dice Dungeon website right now. In the description below, dicedungeon.co.uk. We're also brought to you in partnership with Describe. And if you're not very good at, at describing deaths, this is probably <laughs> the best thing you can do is you can go to Describe's website, dscryb.com. Link to that is below too. And you can have a look through over 9,000 scenes. Now they've got places, they've got monsters, they've got spells they've got things to read out as a player they've got so many professionally written box text pieces for you to use i'm sure you could find a very nice described sword plunging into someone's heart absolutely easily and actually as a player there's a good chance you could find a box text for I plunge my sword into someone's <laughs> heart because that box text exists as well 500 of them are free and available to use right now if you want unlimited access, you have to subscribe, but I can get you 10% off every month for the first two years that your subscription is active if you use the code COMMON at checkout. So it's We Speak Common at checkout for Dice Dungeon for 10% off. It's common at describe.com for 10% off your subscription there. Uh, though That is all written out in the description below. Go and have a look. 
have a little peruse. It will help you out, I promise. Um, and thanks, guys, if you're listening, for supporting <laughs> the show. Um, but speaking of death saves. Yes. There's maximum of, what, five death saves, three failures or three successes, and two of the opposite. Yes, Right, so correct. maximum of five if you prolong it as long as possible, which is five rounds of combat. That's a long it's a time. Long, it's a long time to go on for. Yeah. My advice <laughs> is to really describe pardon the fact that we've just talked about describing uh, <laughs> what's happening so in there's two two sides of this coin and I, let me see how you feel about this dave yeah imagining you were the player who's doing the death saves mm-hmm. so you can't do anything in these five rounds except roll your die and tell us what number you get yeah and everyone goes and that's it that's your turn yeah or they cheer um <laughs> As you roll and you get the number, I would describe from everyone else's point of view, maybe your breathing slows or they see you twitch slightly as you move your arm and you try to, you know, you're trying to roll over or there's very subtle, highly focused movements. So I'd really describe every detail, you know, your, your fingers clawing into the dirt as you grip onto life, uh, all that kind of stuff. Blindness coming around your eyes. And well, blah, yeah. Blah, so blah, for yeah. you, I describe, yeah. you know, the image is blurring and, yeah. and the light coming in and out, the, yeah. the sharp pain you feel when you take a deep breath in as you're trying to, ex, you know, really lift your lungs yeah. and get that air into you. Um, and I find that if it's a death that isn't expected, they've just gone down in combat, maybe they've done poor positioning or, yeah. um, I don't know, a monster <clears> swung <throat> too hard or something. If it's poison, you know, focus on the poison running through the veins, yeah. people seeing their veins going blue along their skin, stuff like that. That detail brings the tension and adds, not meaning, but it adds like a moment that mm-hmm. wasn't there before. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I like it. No, that even when like it's an instant death, descriptions of like an instant death are brutal. Yeah, like instant doesn't mean... Oh, you're dead. The sword goes through you. No, it goes. It's not like an instant click. You're that's it. You're down. See you later. No, Move you on. can you can slow time down. Yeah, and go through it all, and that usually makes it feel more meaningful. Yeah, definitely. Or more painful. Both. I would say. <laughs> it's odd because we're saying, oh, your player, you want your players to like their death, and we're using words like painful and agonizing and sad, suffering, and <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that that what that's what makes you like the death because. Yeah. It sticks with people. Think about it this way. Have you read a book or watched a film and the main character you've fallen in love with this entire time gets stabbed with a dagger, they move on abruptly to the next scene? Yeah. Like, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Where's, where's, my, where's my agonine crying out? Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. That storyline's that. done. That's it. See you later. Move on. <laughs> That's a really great way of putting that. Yeah. Okay. Um... What, what have we not talked about with deaths here? Uh, so you, we're trying to make it meaningful. We're trying to make yeah. it Im- impactful. Let's talk about if the players bring the death on themselves. Okay. In what way? So not by accident. I okay. mean, they make an active choice knowing that it is most likely or definitely going yeah. to end with their character dying. Yes. But they're making that choice anyway. Yeah. For me, I have, I have had this many, well, twice. In my oh God, time. okay. I've never had a player do this. Really? My players will will not willingly kill themselves. <laughs> I have a really good example of this if you would. Go on then, you can take over. Let me. Um, so, 
I, I apologise for bringing another TTRPG into this. But, oh, no. Uh, uh, Which one mon- is monster it? Monster of the Week. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> what surprise, a surprise. surprise. So one of the... Uh, it was like a, We've got like a long campaign-ish going on uh, where I was running it. And one of the main characters that Liam was playing, uh, who'd been through about three um, prior adventures and it like had a history with the rest of the group and such, um, ended up... I said to him... He Basically, they have a thing in... Monster League called Big Magic, yeah. Um, which is you have to like give something to use a very powerful spell. Yeah, Monster of the Week is very open, so that could yes. be anything. It's not like oh, you get to cast Fireball. It's like what do you yeah. want to do exactly, and you just yeah. say what you want to do exactly. Um, so uh, they they basically made a very poor decision to assault a alien spaceship. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, yeah. And it went poorly. A lot of characters were, like, getting seriously messed up by these aliens. I built a very scary monster, mm-hmm. uh, and they were getting run over by them, basically. And Liam's character said, look, was looking around and was seeing the destruction, like, these things were... Re- like, they were just, like, nearly killing everybody. And he said, I want to use big magic. And I said, right, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to explode the ship. Hmm. <laughs> and I went... Okay, you're going to have to sacrifice yourself for that. And he went, okay. So he literally went through that and I described him. Basically, he's a spooky. Uh, and we had some sort of backstory where he had like a link to the shadow plane and stuff like that. And I said, you turn, your body rips apart and you become like an incorporeal being and turn into this large shadow monster. And you literally pick up the ship and throw it. Oh, God. So he sacrificed himself, his body literally turned to nothingness, mm. and he managed to save his, his party. Um, and then we had a little after-death scene as well after that, where he met a Rakshasa in this, like, demi-plane and had a weird conversation with him, uh, and came back as a different player character, but the same one. Very similar to what you were saying. Classic. Yeah. It's classic goatee. I yeah. like it. See, I love... I love deaths like that because they mean something. It was very powerful, yeah. And they're active choices. I think an active choice to get rid of your character to better off the story in the party is yeah, is incredible. And and a commitment to the story that you're telling with your friends. Um, if a player says to me, I'm going to do X to achieve Y. Yeah. And I say, that's literally suicide. And they go, yep. And yep. I go, no, no, I mean, literally, your player, your character will will not survive yeah. that. And they go, yep, I know. Then I almost give them a free pass to go out yeah. however they want. Now, within exactly. reason, within reason. Yeah. Like, they don't become an all-powerful being who suddenly can <laughs> do anything. Because I think that cheapens it. Yeah. I think the the human pardon the the word because obviously there are different races in all these yeah. games but the human aspect of them giving the one thing that they have which is their yeah. life is what makes that death meaningful definitely so they still do things within their abilities they still they don't suddenly get new powers they still only have what they had to begin with but yeah. maybe the effect stretch stretches a little further or yeah. you know it has a big that fireball has a bigger impact or, yeah, or you exactly. know something like that 
to to really make it memorable and, and amazing. Yeah, I love and, a fireball on yourself, like to destroy the enemies would be. Oh well, that's that's like the D and D equivalent of uh, someone needs to stay behind and and explode yeah. the bomb. Isn't yeah, it? right. Like, yeah, that's oh, know, that's God, a trope. I love it. Tropes are tropes for a reason, man. Yeah, you know? we great. say it so many times. Um, okay, I want to go back to a story I put a pin in at the start of the game because mm-hmm. I think yep. it's a good thing to bring up now that we've talked about death and um these characters and making their stories count and all that. No matter what happens. Your player's going to be sad, right? Yeah. You said that already. 100%. Depending on the scenario, I think the only scenario that this wouldn't count is if they've, they've done what we've just talked about, which is they've chosen to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. They're probably going to be a little bit hurt, maybe a little bit mad. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah, of course it is. Ray wouldn't mind me talking about this. He played a... Artificer mm-hmm. called Zosimos mm-hmm. at the start of Team Animation. Yeah. And we had a long chat. I think we talked about it on the show before. I don't know. But we had a long chat. Uh, a few, I think we had a two week break after he died, not because he died, really? but oh, okay. because of yeah. like scheduling. Yeah. And we had a long chat in the middle of that. And um, he said to me, I really appreciate the way you handled Zosimos' death outside of the game. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, because he's like, I, I was upset, obviously. Like, I love my character yeah. and my character died and I was annoyed, but I was also like, it was also a good death. And it, like, yeah. why was it a good death? What I happened to him? Do you remember? He had a cursed item. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, I, yeah, I don't think it was a good death, but so it was, it, it wasn't disappointing. Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't, you know, so he was like, you know, it felt a bit like uh, I felt uh, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. I felt bad afterwards. He said, but he was like, you gave me the space. He's like, mm-hmm. because like a little bit, like he admits like a little bit, like afterwards, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to Ben. He's killed me. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, right? yeah, no, I totally get that. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to like, like if you'd have come and spoken to me like the next day and said, okay, what's your next character? I would have been like, oh, yeah, piss off. But, but more American. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he's like, whereas you gave me the space to almost go off and grieve my character. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. Absolutely. So that, I think, is a big piece of advice that I want to give. Is if Yeah, you, check in as well. Check in with the players. So there's two things, right? Yeah. So character dies. Let's say it's end of the session. Yeah, end the session. You say, okay, guys, I, this is what I do. We're all sat on Discord because we yeah. play online. Um, you can, there's an in-person version of this too. I go, okay, guys, thanks for playing. We had a really great session. Um, Dave, I'm really sorry that your character's died. Um, we, can, we can chat about the, the future later. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop off. I'll see you later. And I go. Yeah. And nine times out of 10 in that scenario, I watch the rest of the party stay in that voice chat for at least an hour. Yeah. Why? Because it's exactly the same as your boss not staying too long at Christmas drinks. Yeah. They can't talk openly and let out frustrations with the character death with you there and not fear hurting your feelings because you ran that game, right? So step away. Give them the space. Yeah, definitely. Leave it a day. Maybe they, maybe the next day, little text and just check in and be like, Hey, just want to make sure you're okay. 
um, you might not hear back. You might, you'll know the player better than I will. You can decide yeah. how long to leave that. Then I find the best thing, as long as the next session isn't like fast approaching, let them come to you first and say, hey, yeah. I've got an idea for my character. And you go, okay, cool, let's chat. And that's yeah. when you can say, hey, now that we're talking, I just wanted to um, just check in and make sure you're okay with the death. And they might have some criticisms and they might say like, oh, I did feel like this ruling wasn't right or this or this, but you know, and that's where you can talk about that stuff. Yeah, and if yeah. you've got a secure relationship with them, then, then you should be doing that yeah. um, and be able to talk through any issues. Don't retcon the death. Don't ever retcon the death. That's not a no. good thing to do in my opinion. But that's when you talk. That's yeah. when you go through it. Give them that space. I have wrecked on the death before when I first started DMing. Um, not in this, in a very like good thematic way, but it wasn't the right decision. Mm. Uh, I think I just panicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, because it was my first character death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like a divine intervention kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between retconning a death and bringing a character back to life. Yeah. Um, and that's probably some, a, a different episode to yeah, do down definitely. the line. It's, it's how to do resurrection right. Yeah. Um, just going just gonna to add that to the topic list <laughs> right now. I'm actually that wording, so don't be surprised if an episode comes up with that exact <laughs> title at some point down the line. Uh, how to do... You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm... <laughs> you're welcome myself. <laughs> um, resurrection... Right, there you go. It's officially on the list. Um, But yeah, anyway. um, Yeah, there's a difference between retconning and bringing character back to life. Uh, Retconning in my book is saying, none of that happened. Oh no, I don't like that. Exactly. (laughs) That gives me the ick. Exactly. It gives me the ick too. If a player has a real problem with the death and they want their character back or something, that's when you talk about resurrection. That's when you get the storylines of, okay, well, the rest of the party can travel to hell and retrieve your soul. Yeah. There's a new question. Yeah, I mean, you've had... Characters come back to life in TOA, so there's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Under very, very specific circumstances. And very, not very because, strange um, specific circumstances. Not because the char- the players said, we want our characters back. No. Because they, they, understood, the, they understood the assignment. Um, <laughs> because there is one character in all of Faerun during the Death Curse that has the ability to bring mm-hmm. people back from the dead. Yeah. Um, and as Wesley is finding out, it... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't doesn't mean you're the one that's come back. Uh, yes. More on that later. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that's just it's just something I wanted to talk about because I think people forget that we get connected to this stuff. Yeah. Deeply. It's very emotional, especially if you had a long term character. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I I left um I left a campaign. Because I wasn't enjoying it that much, and I, I just had a baby, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but I had played my character for like a long time, like a year and a bit, mm. um, and I'd gone through ten levels in that time, mm. and I loved it. I think he was probably one of my favorite characters I've ever played. Um, and leaving that campaign and leaving that story like done was heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we talk about when you get to the end of a campaign and you 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 go through the epilogue or, or you go through the last few sessions and it's it's sad you can get that with the death and an unexpected death of the character is it, it, it's shocking yeah um and yeah. not to not to take it there but 
but the the bereavement counselor in me uh i worked i I wasn't a counselor at all i just worked with a lot of bereavement counselors and they picked up a few things about my own stories um in 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 real life the my own deaths that i've experienced sometimes a dnd death can bring some things up oh yeah big time um big time you know you've just got to you've just got to be mindful of it all i think yeah Definitely. Dave, let's go through and list off our tips as we round things up here. Uh, yes. What, how to kill your players' characters and make <laughs> them say thank you. For yes. me, it's make it meaningful. Yeah. Give it the time and space that it deserves in the story. Yeah. Um, give the player the space and time they need after. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, hmm. That's three. You go. I was going to say, try and uh, if if you feel it going that way, try and build up to it. Um, like we said with the what I was doing, where I built up to the moment coming. If you know it's coming for like for that, try and build up. Uh, if you see your carriage are low and you know it's going to happen, build up to that moment. Hmm. Um. I think you did some good ones there. Uh, <laughs> my last one is on. um, no, it just left my brain immediately as soon as I said that. <laughs> I just thought of it as you were talking, and then it immediately yeah. left my brain. You talk again, and it'll come back. Um, great, thanks. Talk again, Dave, and it'll come back. Yeah, go on, Dave. Do your job. Uh, go on, talk about that. Great. Uh, <laughs> Make it meaningful. Everybody. Yeah. Give it the time and space it needs. Yeah. Make sure the players have their time and space that they need. Yeah. I remember all the one that I was going to say. Build up to it for you. you Build said. up for it. And good descriptions of the death as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah. go into detail. Yeah. Not, not in a painful way, but go into detail. No, no. The thing I was going to end off with is the classic. I've said it before. I will say it many more times. Talk, 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 talk yeah. to your players before the campaign starts, yeah. during the campaign, yeah. after the campaign, when their characters are bleeding out on the floor, you know, sometimes, in, yeah. yeah, know your players as well. Sometimes 100%. they need a, hey, it's okay. You've, okay, you're on two failed death saves, but we've, you know, we're at the top of the round. You're not yeah. until the end. Some things could happen. You know, yeah. this guy could come over and stab you or one of your friends could get you up. It's <laughs> fine. You know, yeah. there's still options. Yeah. Sometimes they need a, hey, this is the game. You made your choices. You put yourself in this situation. Yeah. I mean, my, my players know I play lethally to the point where, like, what? Not in, like, a, this. when I say this, it sounds really bad, like I'm just an arse. Yeah. But I, I like, you say, are. like, in, <laughs> like, in the world, things aren't just going to be, like, you know, like, a bunch of gangsters and you attack them down an alley. They're not going to be like, yeah, I'm going to let you get away with this. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it, I made an owlbear scary... I'm, I'm oh they are be- scary exactly because it acted the way it should act it, you know it it picked a player that it wanted to yeah. eat it dragged them back to its precisely nest and it mauled them yeah. like a bear would you know yeah. so you've just got to have that conversation with your players and say hey this is how this game's going to go are you okay yeah. that? they say yes you go cool and then when they go I can't believe that bear targeted <laughs> me you go hey here's our written contract where you said yeah. that it was okay for me to maul you with an owlbear they're like, I never agree to that. And you go, hmm, you didn't read the small print on page 355. <laughs> yeah, okay. make your players sign documents beforehand. Uh... Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I feel like we've 
really anecdotally Waffled. talked through. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to say it in a nice way. I feel like we've given a lot of anecdotes, which yes. hopefully give tips, but hopefully... Um, I think we're both very like, I mean, me personally, I tangent a lot, which is uh, something I apologize for. Yeah, so to- together, together we're just uh, <laughs> which is nice. yeah. <laughs> But I've enjoyed talking about this very really carb subject. So yeah. This is one you. of my, I, I'm going to say this is one of my favorite things, but I think. Death. <laughs> yeah, I think it's such a powerful moment. I, I think as a DM and as a player, I live for the emotional aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I like D&D when there is risk and reward. Exactly. And the risk is that I might lose a character or friends, characters that I've grown attached to. Yeah. You know? I love my, like, love my players' characters. They're Mm. amazing. And it brings me no joy to kill my player characters. Yeah. As much as DMs, and I do this, we talk about like, you're all going to die today. And, yeah. oh, oh, I'm going to TPK you. And like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just put another one up on the board. James literally is marking the deaths and is writing a list of all the oh names of the people I've killed in this campaign alone <laughs> because it's a deadly campaign. Yeah. And we big it up and we joke about it. But as soon as you're sat around that table and it's happening and you're the person doing it yeah. and you can see it's upsetting people. Like, not not in a bad way, not in like, oh my God, they're crying their eyes out. I mean, I have had players cry from like the death of a player, a character, but, but it was an NPC. So yeah, a bit different. Yeah. But they loved it. Like it wasn't like, oh, I've hurt them. They, they enjoyed it. No, but it was rough to like watch. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're in that moment and you're doing it, that's, it's tough. And you have to be like, I'm really sorry. This is how a cookie grumbles. So take some time. Love yourself. Yeah. Okay, let's stop talking about that. (laughs) No, it's super depressing. Let's leave it there. Um, (laughs) I tell you what, your homework from this episode is to not kill any player characters in your next session of D&D. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Be kind to everyone. Stay them on a nice shopping trip somewhere. Yeah, just, 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 just do some downtime. Just, the lich you can... All, you find a thousand gold, you know. Like... Hey, hey, the lich can have those souls, all right? Just yeah. let, him, let him eat. He deserves a Sunday roast, too. Uh, Dave, thank you for joining me and talking man. through our darkest moments at the table. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Every single death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, if you want to get involved with the conversation the best place to do it is over on the we speak common discord server you can get access following the link in the description below join us as a commoner and you can talk in the common room and in the episode discussion section with everybody if you want full access to the main hall to the place where we talk about every single adventure and go through our tips and tricks the homebrew section the encounter building tips and of course the specific rooms for things that are on at the moment like I don't know, the second season of Vox Machina, which is coming out soon, then uh, you can join that by uh, uh, coming along and joining the Patreon. That's available. Link is on our social medias. It's also in the description below. Everything you need is in the description below. Just go there. You'll find it. Uh, Have a wonderful evening or morning or day, whatever time it is. All those things. Yeah, all of them. And enjoy your next session of D&D. Yeah. Cool. David, I will see you later. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. 
If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your platform of choice and share us with a friend or D&D group near you. If you'd like to directly support the network in the production of new shows like the one you heard today, head to the description of this episode or our social media pages for a link to our Patreon page. You can connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at We Speak Common. The network theme is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.